for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. And come on in. We've thrown the door wide open at my house, Rosie on the House, here with my son and co-host, Romy Romero. My wife of 40 years, Sweet Jennifer, is in the call screening booth at one 767 4348 If you'd like to talk painting, if you have a question about prep or painting your home, we have the experts in studio here this hour at one 767 4348 Joe Campbell, owner of the Arizona Paint Company, has brought in Joe Bucko, one of his premier most experienced, most requested paint foreman. Morning, Joes. Good morning, Good morning. Rosie. Thanks All for right. having us. You betcha. Oh, you know what? I need to mention Cat. Cat. Cat is our uh, broadcast engineer in training here this morning, doing a fabulous job. You, you close listeners may have found one small error in the last hour. Well, that was my fault, not hers. <laughs> so I want to be perfectly clear about that. Cat is doing a fine job so we're talking painting here uh mr campbell your experience with arizona paint company give us the give us the company story well we've been in business since 2001 uh we focus mostly on residential interior and exterior repainting uh, but we also have a commercial division that handles the larger projects as well okay and you've been involved with the company for how long I've been involved for oh, 12 years now, since 2006, when I first started in the sales division. Okay, and it is now your company? Yep, I'm, um, I have a couple business partners, um, but worked my way up, and uh, now, you know, happy to say that uh, part owner of it. And y'all paint here in Maricopa County? We paint in, in Maricopa County, we service all of Phoenix, and then we also paint in Pima County, we service all of Tucson area as well. Okay, very good. So what we want to talk to you about today in particular is what we've included in our newsletter that went out, just tips on how to really paint an Arizona home. We talked last week on the broadcast from the Saba Home Show down in Tucson just about how to pick the right paint and what, what to look for. Uh, we ended that show with a man, uh, Michael, I think he was calling from Santan Valley, if I remember right, and he had a home that was about eight years old with elastomeric paint on the whole thing, and he wanted to know how to proceed. And I said, Mike, there's, but but he, uh, he was very fortunate because the elastomeric had held up pretty well. So, like I was telling Joe Bucko, Joe, you and I almost went to high school together, right? Absolutely, yes. I mean, we were just in competing schools down the road from each other, just a couple years apart. Absolutely. So you came into the trades close to the same time I came into the trades, and. Uh, when we're talking about what kind of paint to pick, it's not so popular, I don't perceive, as it was 10 years ago. But a lot of people want to know, well, why don't I just put elastomeric paint on? And mm. I always go back to me and Joe's early years in the trades. Boy, in the 80s, we made a lot of money putting elastomeric paint on homes, thinking we were doing the right thing. Exactly. What a mistake, huh? And then, and then what did we do in the 90s? Well, we went to acrylic paints. We made a lot of money taking elastomeric off of a lot of homes in Arizona. So, uh, it was one of those learning experiences. But it was. We talk about exterior paint. Give me, give me the, give me the two-minute dissertation on the right exterior paint for Arizona. 
Well, um, we've been using 100% acrylics uh, or mostly acrylic paints, uh, mid-grade to high-grade paints. Uh, we stay away from the low grades. Uh, we call the department three-year paint jobs. We uh, don't like uh. that stuff. But if we use a high-quality paint and surfaces are clean, properly power washed, uh, prepared, that paint will last and stay on that surface for, I hope, decades. Uh, it's not like uh, the last of America where, where it can't really bond as well. And if you get any moisture behind it, guess what? It starts falling off. And that's what people are ex have experienced in the past. So we use a high-grade acrylic paint. And the acrylic kind of allows the moisture to breathe. As opposed to being trapped like the elastomeric, it does, yes, because elastomeric has it has that rubbery substance in it and all that, and it really doesn't bond well like the the, the acrylic paints do. And as like I said, if the surface is clean, you're going to have a nice job, and it will last. Well, we'll talk about proper prep here a little bit later in the show, but right now I'm trying to get people picking that right paint. So to reemphasize what we talked about last week. We're not fans of elastomeric paint. There are applications for it. Joe, do you have yes. a couple applications or two that you might use it? There are very few situations in when we'd actually recommend it. Um, what do y'all like to butter the top of your parapets with? That would be one of the situations. Yes. Okay, you okay. know, <laughs> if we can uh, coat, we, we always coat the top of our parapets with the elastomeric because it does have that waterproof capability, and that does protect your home from water coming down through those cracks in the parapets but we do not continue it all the way down to the sides of the house. Yeah, elastomeric actually can do very well mm -hmm. on horizontal surfaces. They use a lot of it for deck coatings and roof coatings and stuff like that. But you put it on a vertical surface, mm -hmm. and you have any failure at all where it meets a window frame, where it meets a barge rafter, where it meets a wood door frame, and the least little moisture gets behind it, Yep. particularly in those hot summer monsoon storms, the moisture gets in behind a dark-colored elastomeric. The sun comes back out, and it literally steams the paint off oh. the wall. Yeah, it'll just bubble up. It's like a balloon. You know, if you have a pinhole, moisture can get in there. And like you say, when the sun draws that moisture out, causes that bubble, which can pop sometimes, or sometimes over time it goes away. But it'll always come and go with the weather. And so we're encouraging acrylic, 100% acrylic. Are we encouraging that both on wood surfaces, T111, fascias, and stucco? Yeah, we're, we're recommending 100% acrylic. And we kind of talk about paint as related to gasoline. You have three different grades, you right. know, regular, mid, and premium. And each of your companies around the valley are going to offer those three grades of acrylic. And you should definitely, we'd recommend at least going with the medium or the best quality because it's going to give you better life and better protection a lot of them will say a hundred percent acrylic mm. but there may be other elements of the paint that really constitute it to bring it up to the platinum level grade or the gold level grade right paint is paint has pigments binder solvents and additives and the acrylic you know the the qualities is the binder is the resin if they put more resins in the paint it's going to be a higher quality product and more expensive but it's going to protect better whereas the the cheaper acrylic is going to have less resins and not protect quite as well and i don't want to i don't want to bust your chops because you're not making the paint but as a consumer who paints his house maybe every five to seven years i could remember when you could buy a top shelf good gallon 
pint of extra pay for about fourteen dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember those days. Those might have been in, uh, Joe Bucko's days. <laughs> yeah, those were my days. Oh my! But, yeah, your good quality paint at a retail level um, is just going to cost you around twenty-five to yeah. $40 a gallon, depending on what quality. And then the last time I painted my house, I, just for giggles, added some of the additives that you can add to your paint. I didn't see where it helped at all. And I mean, I bought top drawer shelf paint, and then I added the Flozol? Floetrol. Floetrol. I didn't see where it helped much. You can add a... Floetrol helps you to work with the paint better. It helps to make it more smooth and able to apply you can also add uh, different types of ceramics which are supposed to keep your paint job cooler but i still think we're in the beginning of that technology i'm glad to hear you say that because we're asked that all the time and i encourage people stay away from the ceramics let somebody else be the laboratory right (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're going to get to that route at some point the technology i don't think is quite there yet well, and then you buy this ceramic impregnated paint, and I mean, you're you're north of fifty bucks a gallon. I just can't see you ever making a return on that investment. Yeah, and the problem here in Arizona is you're going to get fading with regardless of what product you use. So, you know, if you even even if you do go with that paint, you are still going to get some fading, and you are going to have to repaint around the ten year mark with with a product like that. That ten year mark is an interesting one because. We have said here at Rosie on the House for years that you really, in a stucco application, using exterior acrylic paint, you really need to paint your stucco about every seven to eight years. And then I was called a shill for the paint companies. <laughs> and then you guys came out with your 10-year warranty. You know, it just depends <laughs> on the product you use, right? They, the, the technology came up with a new product that allowed us to to do two full coats, and the, the, the product we're using with that 10-year warranty is twice as thick as a normal, normal paint, and we're doing two full coats of it. So that's why we're able to offer that longer warranty. Okay. Now, we're talking about paint life as it relates to being applied on a wall. We had a digital question come through, and this guy wants to know about how to open a paint can lid because there's rust on it and doesn't want rust in the paint. I'm going to say it's probably not paint he's going to be able to use if it's got rust on the lid. <laughs> well, if it just hangs in the, the, the can, then don't use it. I mean, <laughs> um, well, uh, I, have, I had uh, customers ask me, oh, how long does this paint last? And, you know, uh, as long as it's sealed, it's pretty full and sealed in a cool environment, it'll last for quite a while, a year, maybe two. But if it starts stinking and stuff, don't use it. Just go invest uh, in, in, a, in new paint. It'll be well off. A year or two. You know, you're not going to. If it's sealed it, properly. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's sealed properly. I mean, if, it, if this is a five, six, mm. seven year old thing that's been started rusting. No, I don't want, I don't want to use it. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. No, we recommend you store your paint inside. We recommend you make sure the cans are fully sealed and store them upside down. That'll help create uh, the airlock. Yes. Create the airlock and keep that paint lasting as long as possible. Inside, but not in your mechanical closet. Correct. <laughs> How many times I open an air-conditioned mechanical closet and there's, you know, paint solvents and paint and g- even gasoline containers. And man, this is your air circulation closet, buddy. Let's clear this thing out. So we're here with Joe Campbell and Joe Bucko from the Arizona Paint Company 
talking about painting your house, home, castle, or cabin. We get lots of paint questions here at Rosie on the House. If you're sitting around the house and it's raining, I know you're not painting today, but you may have... <laughs> at least not outside. <laughs> you may have questions about paint or prep. We've got the paint experts here to talk to you at one 767 4348. This is a good day to talk about painting. You can just kind of sit back with your cup of coffee and take notes. Or I guess I guess they don't take notes anymore, do they, buddy? Y'all you, you do the iPod thing. Oh, podcasting. Oh, podcasting. Like, where you mean re-listening to it? Yeah. So you don't have to have a printed notebook of notes. No, no, unless you just like it. We try and do it all for you, but if you'd like to take your own, go for it. I, I did have a woman come up to me at Tucson last week, and she had every article we'd ever printed in the Tucson newspaper. We print a question and answer on Sundays. Sunday. And she had it sorted by trades. So it was like her little, I said, you know, all that's on the website. <laughs> she was carrying his three-ring binder and had to weigh 20 pounds. We're here this morning with the Arizona Paint Company owner, Mr. Joe Campbell, and paint foreman, Mr. Joe Bucko, talking about painting. And I'd like to, we've kind of come around and talked a little bit, overview of, the, of your perspective on paint material. Let's start talking about prep, because I think we all know the paint job isn't any better than the prep. That's right. That's exactly correct. But it sure is a it's a pain it's to a do. Pain. It can be a pain, especially <laughs> when you have to peel off all that last America yeah, 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially when you have to peel that off. Yeah. But generally speaking, what are you looking at? I mean, y'all are now offering a 10-year warranty. What kind Do you have to go right back down to the base? raw material and get back that far for the kind of bond you need? No, we just need to make sure we have a clean, solid substrate, which is the surface we're going to paint to. So we have to start off with a pressure wash, pressure wash it really well. We recommend at least 3,000 PSI to clean off any dirt or dust or anything like that. Um, so that's that's probably one of the most important steps. Now, folks, when you talk about 3,000 PSI pressure wash your stucco wall, we're not talking about holding the nozzle three inches away from the wall. No. No. If you're taking stucco off, you're a little too close. Yeah, you, you, you have to have a, a certain size tip for your, your sprayer, and then you use that pressure washer probably about 12 inches away, and it will clean, it, clean off all that dust and dirt. And what are, what, we're not only trying to get the foreign matter off the surface, the dust and dirt that's holding down and all the skip trowel, little notches and niches and ledges and stuff, but what else are we trying to take off? We're trying to take off any loose paint. Uh, we're trying to take off any chalking, which is paint breaking down. And that's one of the hardest things that that uh, needs to come off. And I tell people, take an opposite colored cloth of the color of your house. If you've got a white or beige or neutral tone, take, take a dark red uh, shop rag that you buy at O'Reilly Auto Parts and rub the stucco wall and see if you're getting a paint residue chalk on the that's a key indication you may have waited a little bit too long. That's one of the most important indications you need to check for, and that'll tell you whether you need to paint your house or not. And if it's very chalky, like, like rubbing your hand down a chalkboard, it's definitely time to paint your house. And if you paint over that, you're literally applying paint over 
billions of ball bearings. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And a pressure washer, when it's that bad, won't even clean that off, even if we do it three or four times. So we've we've found a a, a new primer that we've been using. It's called Sealcrete, and what Seal Sealcrete. Okay. Yep. And you can buy it at any of your local paint stores or your Home Depot or Lowe's. And it bonds. It turns that dust back solid again. So it gives us something to uh, so a solid surface to put the finish coat on. Who's the manufacturer of that? Uh, is it one of the major paint manufacturers, or is this a standalone product? It's a standalone has? product, I believe. Yes. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, it's a spray apply or a you roll can. apply, or either. Either. Yes. Okay. It's really thin. It has the consistency of water, but oh, once I it goes working. on, I hate working with that. It's, it's so difficult. Hard to control. It's like working with a stain. Yeah. But once you get it on, it dries very fast. Okay. Ten to fifteen minutes, and uh, it'll make that surface hard again that takes some experience though because uh, try try rolling water on with a one inch nap water <sighs> roller i mean it just goes everywhere it just falls <laughs> off right, right onto the ground i said oh my gosh yeah, it gets everywhere <laughs> so this is seal seal creed seal creed yep Crete. that's the name brand okay it's called so seal creed original we we power wash we dry then we seal seal creed let it dry, and that's and that dry cure period is. You'll do that the next day. Well, actually, sometimes uh, no. As long as like a, you know the summertime is not. If it's a warmer weather, a client, uh, you know it's warm. Um, it'll dry like maybe in an hour or two. Oh, okay. And and you can put your hand on it, and it's dry, and it's, and that seal creed is part of that uh, surface. And you can actually start painting, but sometimes we have enough to do. We'll uh, the next day we'll start painting. Okay. S e a l k r e t e c r e t e c r e t. Yeah, it's a Rust-Oleum product. There you go. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. So one now once we start painting, and that goes on. It's thin, so it's going to be tricky, especially as it relates around. What happens when it bleeds over and gets on an aluminum window frame or a, 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 a stained front door? Is it well, we want to make sure everything's masked off. First. And I'm not talking about when you guys do that. I'm talking about when somebody's trying no. to do it themselves. Well, it dries clear. You probably won't see it. But uh, if you're going to seal Crete that moment and you get something on it, take a, a, a watered rag, you know, okay. a, a damp rag, and just wipe it off. Okay. It'll go away. All right. So we've power washed, we've cleaned the surface, we've seal Creeded it, which is a product you all become big fans of. And yes. now we're going to start painting, but we're going to have to wait and start painting until after the break. So right now, put your brushes down, uh, wrap them in uh, saran wrap so they don't get all full of little uh, balled up boogers. <laughs> and, and we'll come back and start painting here right after this short break, right here with the Arizona Paint Company at Rosie on the House. Easy painting music right there. We're talking painting here at Rosie on the House with the good folks from the Arizona Paint Company, Joe Bucko and Joe Campbell. Uh, we've sped through prep and we've clear sealed it, and we forgot to take care of the cracks. <laughs> yeah. So Joe, Joe, we got to the end of the segment. Joe's raised his hand. Oh, we got back up. We got back up. Yeah, as we said, prep's very important, so we do need to take care of any of those cracks. With Talking the... stucco surfaces right now. Correct. We've power washed it. 
Yep, power wash it and then go through, fill any cracks with an elastomeric stucco patch. We can use the elastomeric when it's just a little patch. It helps to bridge those cracks and keep them from showing again. And the elastomeric kind of bridges the gap and has a little give and a little stretch to it. So should that crack be moving, continuing to move a little bit, it guarantees a good solid seal. And you can buy that elastomeric in a smooth, but sometimes that textured elastomeric kind of blends in on the stucco surface. Yeah, if you have a stucco surface, get the textured finish. And if you have a smooth surface, you can even use this on wood to fill any gaps in your wood, get the smooth finish for that. Because there's nothing worse than using the smooth on a stucco wall and paint, and then, uh, and then you've got these flashing spider crack pattern, spider web crack pattern all over your house. Yeah, and make sure you don't use caulk on those cracks because you'll get the same issue. You'll get the same thing. Do you have a favorite elastomeric crack mending product? The uh, product that we use is uh, we... we uh, we get it from one of our uh, 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 paint companies, uh, suppliers, and uh, it comes in a, an orange and black can. Uh, it's a tub. Yeah, it's a tub. Yeah, it's a one little gallon. tub. Doesn't mm-hmm. come out of the end of a caulk gun. You apply no. it with a with a putty knife. No, what, and what a I, brush. What I do, I take a <clears throat> a worn out china bristle brush. Okay. Something that was used. Yeah. It's a little worn and stiff. So when you apply the elastomeric stucco patch in the cracks, like next to windows or middle of a wall or something, you press it in that crack and keep the hills and valleys. You know, make sure you have hills and valleys because it takes a little bit of technique. It's really simple, but I, I see some painters that go over there and blob it on with a brush, and then I call them snakes. You see snakes running down the wall, and it looks horrible. But it, it's uh, it, it's an easy tech, uh, it's an easy uh, uh, application as long as you keep those hills and valleys looking the same. Which camouflages the Camouflage repair. Camouflage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then when you put your finished coat on it, you shouldn't be able to see it. Now, when I'm feathering that with mm-hmm. an older brush and I'm putting it in the crack, I get the material in the crack. Do I feather it out an inch or two on either side and you, just kind of go over the top of it? Yes, sir. You, okay. uh, you, you have to feather it out. If you keep it blobby right there, you're going to see a blobby mess at the end of the paint job. Okay. So you have to feather it all out and make it nice. Okay. So, so we've taken care of the cracks. Uh, very often, if it's a real granular, sandy, uh, heavy skip trowel, I'll even take an air compressor and kind of blow the crack out with a little air. Sometimes you come across a, a cracks like that, and if if there's sand and dirt still in there, and you apply a product in there, it's going to sp- split right away. Yeah. So it's good to blow all that out. Okay, so we've pretty well got the stucco surface prepared now. Now, now Joe, now can I put the seal creed on? Yeah, you can put the seal creed on, <laughs> okay. or you could put it on before. Either way is fine. Oh, really? You co- you'll go either way? Yeah, just after the pressure washing is when you'd want to do that. Okay. So we've got the seal creed on. It's cured. Uh, we have a caller from Tucson who has said, Rosie, I want a good definition of back rolling. Has it changed? Uh, and so I want to know, what is back rolling? Back rolling is, we always recommend it on, on homes with the rougher stucco, or any home for that matter, because it works the paint into a groove. So what happens is the crew, one of the persons, one of the people spray the paint on, you know, and apply it on with the sprayer, and then you have somebody else following behind with a wet roller, dipping their roller in the can, and then rolling it into the stucco to work it into the grooves a little bit better. The sprayer 
has its snoot dropped into a five-gallon bucket of the paint. It's drawing the unthinned factory paint through the sprayer, and it's going on the wall in two directions, up and down and left and right? Um, uh, what you do is you, uh, we, we, we call it cross-hatching, uh, especially with stucco. You want to spray first into the stucco all the grooves, you know, yeah. and make sure it all goes in there. And then you go up and down, you cross-hatch it. And, uh, well, you got a nice coat, of course, but then, my gosh, you take that big nappy roller... The second, guy the second guy has does. another five-gallon bucket filled with about two gallons of the paint with Correct. a little screen hanging on the mm-hmm. inside of the bucket with a one-inch nap roller. And what's he doing? He's right behind you, uh, semi-pressing it into the surface, like the stucco surface. Uh, as long as you have a really wet roller, uh, it's a little bit of technique, but you just got to make sure you really get it into that stucco. And, and without dripping and, you know, globs of paint running down the wall, you just, uh, it's a little bit of technique, but it's pretty simple. And it, if you do that, it's going to turn out beautiful. It's actually easier the rougher the texture is. When it's a smooth texture, you've got to oh. finesse it a little bit. Yes, yes, you do. Because then you do get globs yes, you do. and runs. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. <laughs> right, right. You don't want that. Let's talk about the mm. bottom of the wall. The stem? Be, be, well, I don't. I don't even know that we have to go down to the stem. Mm. Maybe, maybe we do. But I, how many times I see a house painted and it's an overspray on the decomposed granite? <sighs> I mean, you've got to get the paint. Talk about what y'all do around the outside perimeter of a house. Well, um, that uh, the most critical part of a, a stucco home is like uh, three feet on up. Uh, that's where all the rain splatters, uh, uh, mud gets into the stucco and all that, and after everything's power washed and clean and all that, uh, and you put sealcrete or a primer uh, to take care of those areas. As long as you have a nice mill thickness of paint on there, a quality paint, uh, it's going to last and look good for many, many years. But it depends if you have rain gutters or not. I mean, if you have no rain gutters, you're going to get mud splashed on it no matter what and want to be able to wash it off, too, without paint coming off that area of the house and we are big big fans of gutters for that and for a whole lot of other reasons Mm -hmm. keeping the moisture away from the foundation of your home right now folks if you can picture your home we just went through recently as long as at nine some of you didn't see measurable rain for nine months okay and then the rain started, and all of that dirt underneath your house is sitting there getting drier and drier and drier and drier. Then we have this wet season come in, and it all acts like this ginormous sponge. We call it expansive soil. It's clays. It's very common in Arizona. And as it gets wet, it expands, causing you structural stress on your home. The way to avoid that is gutters, downspouts, take the water away from the foundation and perimeter of your home. In a perfect world, if I could be king for a day, I wouldn't even let you plant plants or put an irrigation system within three feet of your foundation. Everything would start three feet out. From the house wall, three feet out, you would have a really nice-looking rock garden and nothing else. I like that. (laughs) And, Rosie, I should mention that one of the things we do 
um, with the rocks in that, that bottom couple feet is we're going to pull back all the rocks around your house and we're going to paint that stem wall with a dry lock, which is a waterproofing primer to help kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, that stem wall that starts spalling and, 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 and blistering and the, the, the top layer of the cement's coming off and you're seeing the exposed aggregate and all that, that you, you power wash that. Now, that's tricky, too. And I'm, I'm thinking from the mind of a do-it-yourselfer. Okay, I've, I've dug down six or eight inches. i got to power wash that without spraying the mud back up on it. it. It really is a pretty tricky little maneuver. And then finding some place for all that water to go to drain so you can get in there and apply the dry lock. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a little tricky. It, you just have to do it a little bit quicker with that pressure washer so you don't let water pool by the foundation. Okay. Get it drained away and... and uh, and and the, the speed of operation there is critical. Then it all dries. Then you hit it with dry lock, and then so it's seal the stucco, dry lock the stem wall, and then paint everything. Right. Finish up the prep. Fix the cracks. Take care of any other peeling paint. Prime any other bare wood or bare stucco areas, and then we can get to that paint part, the final spray and back roll. Okay. And uh, enjoy what you accomplished. All right. So we've just about taken care of the stucco the stem wall and whatnot, a lot of homes with wood. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I drive around and I see fascias. I, I'm a, I'm going to come clean. I wouldn't paint my fascia at my house and put a 10-year warranty on it. <laughs> it's tough. you know. It's got to be tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough. That's why we, we do the uh, smooth patch on all those dry wood areas to fill in the, that the wood cracks. What product do y'all like it. for that? That same patch as the stucco. It's called custom patch, but it's the okay. smooth finish without the pellets. Okay. In it. Exterior. Yes, exterior. Custom patch comes in a powder, mix it with water, spread on with a, a putty knife. This one actually comes a Ready lot like a very, very, very thick caulk. Okay. And uh, that's what we're using. We're using either a trowel or a brush to scoop it out and put it over those cracks in your wood. And again, it comes in a, a I want to say one bowl. gallon. Uh, okay, pale. One pale. gallon pale. Okay. All right. How about veneer plaster? Can y'all take a question on veneer plaster? Of course. All right. Let's see if we can bring Troy in from Central Phoenix has a question on looking to repair veneer plaster. Good morning, Troy. Let me introduce you to Joe Campbell, owner of the Arizona Paint Company. Oh, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. I have a question. I have a 57, uh, 1957 home, and they have I have the little plaster. In, indoors, and I know you guys are very knowledgeable on products, and I've been looking online and trying to figure out how I can make some repairs. That some roof leaks I repaired, but the plaster's coming off, and some parts have fell out. So I make that repair, but I'm looking for a product that's from looking online called veneer plaster. I guess that's what they use to put over the drywall or the repairs, because it kind of matches that 1957 look. Right. So I can't find it anywhere. And I looked online in different places. They do sell it online, but the major the major home centers used to sell it, but they don't sell it anymore. And, and I Troy, tried Troy, tell me this. Regular drywall. Okay. It doesn't look right. Okay. You've got a 57 uh, historic home with interior wall surfaces that have little imperfections in them that you're trying to repair prior to painting. Yes. I got that right? Okay. Uh, you want to know... You want to know a real redneck shortcut? What's that? 
take your drywall <laughs> compound and take a bag of very fine silica sand and put two scoops of the drywall mud in your drywall pan and put about four handfuls of the veneer of the silicon of the uh, uh, silica sand in there mix it up real good and apply it you'll never ever see it it'll disappear that's what we do when we're trying to do spot repairs on interior plaster walls just that little bit of silica sands gives the drywall mud the body and the texture of a plaster finish boom you're done now you're not going to be able to repair an area like if we fill in a window or something like that but if you've got a little nook or a little cranny and you're just trying to cover a little bitty area silica sand added to the drywall mud cured out real well then you take a sponge feather out the edges on it paint it bada bing bada boom bada boom more with the Arizona Paint Company when we get back. Uh, toe tapping Saturday morning at Rosie on the house with the rain falling out of the sky. Just uh, this is an entire regional seasonal event. Wettest October ever recorded in Arizona's history. And we're only to October 13th. And like Eisenhower said, it's going to make a great for a, uh-huh. uh, a wild flower season come springtime. Uh, but ahead of that, it's going to make for a great weed season. Uh, the, the weed applicators are going to be busy. If you don't do anything this weekend, maybe get some <laughs> granular pre-emergent and spread it around your yard. <laughs> oh, it's great. Well, you're probably not painting outside, but we are talking painting with the Arizona Paint Company owner, Joe Campbell. Joe, we've talked all hour, and I haven't even, you know, people are probably saying, well, I might like to jump on that 10-year warranty. What? How would people get a hold of you? I've, we, I've had you on the air an hour. We haven't even given your phone number. <laughs> I up. haven't had a chance to get it out there. <laughs> call us uh, if you're interested in a free estimate. We do all free estimates. Call us in Phoenix at 602-648-3071, in Tucson at 520 284 one seven nine two or Arizona Painting Company.com. All right. We were talking pretty much about the details required for you to give your 10 year warranty and the prep and the selection of material and the application techniques and processes. But y'all have take, taken on a, a new product line. Yeah, we're actually uh, been doing a lot of work with interior cabinets, kitchen cabinets, bathroom cabinets, and repainting on those. And we've found you know, a lot of people are interested in that because it's an inexpensive way to really improve the look of your kitchen or, or bathrooms. Without tearing everything out. Right, right. Without a huge thing, we can be in and out of there in a couple days, put everything back together, and it's a, a brand new look for you. Now, are you basically setting up that kitchen as a big, giant spray booth? Yeah, it's a big bubble, essentially. <laughs> uh, so, you know, don't expect to be able to cook anything for those days. Um, but uh, once it's done, it, it looks really, really, really good. Okay. Um, go ahead, bud. I was just going to say, that's one of those jobs that you schedule ahead of you leaving town for a couple of absolutely, days. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That would be ideal. Any interior painting, you know, if, if you're smart, you try to get out of there as much as you can. That would be ideal for sure. So what's your prep? On these cabinets, you got to do an analysis. Of, are they worth repainting? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Look at the kind of condition of them now. Is it is it something that we can bring back to life if they're too scratched or too nicked or banged up? Water you know? saturated underneath the sink. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> um, but the prep for most kitchen cabinets is clean, scuffed, 
dust them and then prime them. That's going to be your, your main prep work that we need to do to get it ready for the paint finish. And what's your cleaning product? You just go in there with a trisodium phosphate, a TSP? Yep, trisodium phosphate, wipe them down, clean off with anything. With just a stiff sponge? Yeah, we just use a sponge rag. Okay, okay. Um, that'll knock down a little bit of the sheen. And then we scuff them up with a little bit of sandpaper or steel wool just to break down that sheen a little bit more. Um, dust them to get any of that dust finish off because we don't want to paint over top of any of right. that. And then finally you can mask and get to the priming and painting portion. Because you're trying to take the slickness of the varnished surface off, but you're also trying to take up the years of accumulation of finger residue and grease and, and everything else. Oh, yeah, and the, the cabinets above the stove, yeah. especially clean those well because you want to get all of that grease off before you paint or it could peel. Okay, so that's another service. And then y'all just reuse the doors and drawer faces that are with the cabinets? Exactly, yeah. We're okay. not we're not installing new doors or anything like that. But. Okay. Right. And and then we've we, we've really gone into this because they've developed a new paint that we can use that dries really hard. It dries like an oil-based paint. It's really washable and gives that shiny, new, brilliant look. But it's a lot easier to work with than an oil-based paint, which smells and the cleanup is really hard to do. Really hard. Yeah, really, really hard. So they've they have a new product now. It's uh, Dunn Edwards sells it and Sherwin Williams, and it's a uh, water-based alkyd urethane. So it's clean up with water, uh, but it gives the look of an oil base and gives you that really durable finish for cabinets. Uh, of, wow! Of the it, of the durethane. It's almost like verithane. an epoxy, but yeah. it's not. Wow! And it's water-based. What? A water-based alkyd urethane. Alkyd urethane. All right. So it has the look of an an alkyd or oil-based paint. But it's clean up with water. Does it apply when you're painting one like oil, or is it more it, of an acrylic? Feel? It applies just like a normal paint. So you know, if you want to paint your kitchen cabinets, I would recommend after you prep them, you prime them with a extreme bond primer. You want to use a really really good primer for this, and then use that finish coat, and you can apply it with a uh, foam roller, and it will level down and give you that nice smooth finish. So this is something a homeowner could do on their own. Okay, Excuse very me. good. Well, Joe and Joe, we appreciate y'all taking time out of your Saturday morning to come in and share your wisdom and experience with all the Arizona homeowners that are listening this morning. Again, if somebody wanted to get in touch, if they were in Maricopa or Pima County, y'all y'all do y'all service the in-between area, the Pinal We County? do, yep. Okay. We do everything right. in between, you okay. know, Casa Grande and okay. every, everything in between. So call us in Phoenix at 602-648-3071. In Tucson at 520-284-1792 or visit us online at ArizonaPaintingCompany.com. One of the painters, Rosie Certified, in the state of Arizona, the Arizona Paint Company. Folks, we'd ask you if you learned anything today or we encouraged you or uplifted you, we would ask you in the following week, pay it forward. Find somebody that needs to be uplifted. Find somebody that needs to be encouraged and give them a hand and get it done. Right here at Roselle Now, don't get scared. We'll be back next Saturday morning.